Hello, everyone, and welcome to the News Around the NFL podcast, where we talk about what is happening in the NFL football world. I'm your host, Gage Burlingame, and I'm here to catch you all up on what is happening around the NFL. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and let's talk some football. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the News Around the NFL podcast. I am Gage Burlingame, and I will be your host for today's podcast. So the 2023-24 NFL season has finally come to a close as the Kansas City Chiefs are the Super Bowl champions. They won back-to-back Super Bowls, beating the Eagles last season and beating the 49ers this season. Um, I mean, the Chiefs, they're built right now. They are a dynasty. Patrick Mahomes won his third Super Bowl. Um, and right now, it seems like they're very adamant in getting the three-peat. So it's a very highly anticipated season for the upcoming season. Uh, so I'm very excited for it. But today is going to be the final episode uh, for season two of the News Around the NFL podcast. Uh, thank you all so much for um, listening uh, for this season. And I'm very appreciative of all of you who listen in every single week and even interact with my Instagram page. I'm very appreciative of all of you. Um, so today we're going to go over some news and notes that are going on around the league. And some of them are uh, a bit serious. So we'll we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, we're also going to go over a recap of Super Bowl 58 and talk about some of the questionable decisions that the Niners made during the game. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get started. So I'll be providing news from JPA Football on Instagram. If you guys want to go give them a follow, that is where I get most of my NFL news. So to start off, we have the Steelers and quarterback Mitchell Trubisky have mutually agreed to part ways. Uh, so Mitch Trubisky, former number two overall pick for the Bears, um, Hasn't really had a great uh, career so far in the NFL. Um, I mean, it seemed like he might have been a, a decent backup for Pittsburgh, but he came in for the injured Kenny Pickett, and he did not play well at all. And uh, they ended up deciding to go with Mason Rudolph instead, and he played a lot better than Trubisky did. So Trubisky was uh, demoted to the third-string quarterback, and now <clears throat> him and Pittsburgh are going to be uh, parting ways. So Trubisky's going to be looking for a new home, uh, whether that be a backup somewhere else. But now Pittsburgh's uh, QB room consists of Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph. And I know Pittsburgh, uh, it seems like they're going to be looking for a new quarterback to bring in to have a competition with uh, Kenny Pickett. I mean, I've seen some ties to Ryan Tannehill. Um, He's going to be a free agent, and it seems like he's ready to move on from Tennessee now that they're moving on with Will Levis. Um, But I've also seen some rumors about Mike Tomlin being interested in going out and trading for Justin Fields, which is possible if the Bears decide they want to use the number one overall pick on a quarterback me personally I think they should trade the pick and stick with fields Um, but I mean the Bears have multiple ways they could go with that they could either trade the first pick and get a big haul or they could still get a pretty good haul for uh, Justin Fields but I think the number one number one overall pick would get him more and they get to keep Justin Fields who honestly didn't have a, a bad year last year I mean he was a bit inconsistent but I think he still deserves a chance to be to prove that he is the number one quarterback for the Bears. Texans tight end Dalton Schultz is hoping to remain in Houston on a multi-year contract extension. Uh, he went on and said this on the Sports Radio 610, which I'm assuming is a local radio network in Houston. Uh, but he said, I'd love to be in Houston. There's no doubt about that. I love my time. Special organization, special quarterback. Love the scheme. Love the coaches. I loved everything about Houston. I'm confident that we can find some common ground. Um, so Dalton Schultz, I mean, he had a great year last year for Houston, uh, where 
he had a not really a breakout year, but um, I mean, him and CJ Stroud were clicking. He was one of CJ Stroud's favorite targets. And if Dalton Schultz can get a deal done with Houston to be the the long term tight end in Houston. I think Houston's offense has a chance to be one of the better offenses in the league where you already have Nico Collins and Tank Dell, Dalton Schultz. I mean, there's there's rumors that Houston could go out and sign another big-time receiver, whether it's – I mean, T. Higgins is going to be a free agent. Um, I mean, there's trade rumors about Stephon Diggs. I've been seeing rumors about him potentially being traded to the, to the Texans. I mean, they're just rumors, but it's entirely possible. Uh, but Houston – they made it to the divisional round of the playoffs this year after being the second worst team in the league last year. So they had a big come up and CJ Stroud is a big reason for that. And I'm sure that they're going to get a deal done with Dalton Schultz to be the long-term tight end. Vikings wide receiver, Justin Jefferson wants to know the team's plans at quarterback before committing to a long-term contract. Jefferson has said multiple times that he wants Kirk Cousins to stay in Minnesota. So Kirk Cousins, uh, if y'all didn't know, he's set to be a free agent this offseason. Uh, so it's entirely possible that Minnesota could move on from him, but <clears throat> they also have to worry about signing Justin Jefferson to a long-term deal who only has like, I believe one or two years left on his rookie deal. And I'm sure Jefferson wants to get paid as he's probably going to be the highest paid wide receiver in the league once he gets an extension, but he wants to know what the Vikings are planning on doing at quarterback as Kirk Cousins is set to be a free agent. Um, and Justin Jefferson, he loves having Kirk Cousins as his quarterback. I mean, he throws him the ball a lot and Kirk isn't really afraid to air it out, so I'm sure that Minnesota is going to take into consideration that if you want to keep your number one wide receiver happy, you probably want to keep the quarterback that he loves playing with. So we'll see what Minnesota does there. The Bengals are expected to use the franchise tag on star wide receiver T. Higgins to prevent him from hitting free agency. So T. Higgins, he was set to be a free agent this offseason, and it seems like the Bengals are planning on using their franchise tag on him. Uh, not sure whether T Higgins would want to play on the franchise tag or not. I mean, we've seen some players in the past who have gotten franchise tagged and they elected to hold out and try to get a long-term deal. Uh, so we'll see what T Higgins, um, how he feels about, uh, potentially getting the franchise tag. I don't think he's came out and said anything about that, but we'll probably hear more about that as we get into the off season. Eagles star pass rusher, Hassan Reddick never asked for a trade and wants to stay with the team. Uh, he understands, however, that it is a business and he is prepared for what's next. Uh, so I'm not sure if I talked about it in the last episode. I don't think I did. But Hassan Reddick um, was given permission to seek a trade by the Philadelphia Eagles, even though he said he didn't really he didn't request a trade. But um, the Eagles gave him permission to seek one. So maybe Philadelphia is trying to move on from him. I mean, I'm not really sure why they would want to, as he's been a very good pass rusher for them for the past couple of seasons. Um I mean, I know that Hassan Reddick did come out and say, or at least his agency came out and said that he wants to be paid about $25 million per year, um, which is, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of money, but I think it's well worth it as Hassan Reddick has been a very good pass rusher for them for the past couple of seasons. Uh, so whether Philadelphia is willing to pay them or not, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But if that situation kind of goes downhill, we could potentially see Hassan Reddick get traded. Anthony Richardson was recently cleared to start throwing again and is six to eight weeks ahead of schedule in his recovery. So this is really good news if you're a Colts fan as your young quarterback, Anthony Richardson, has been cleared to start throwing again. Um, and there, there was a video of him throwing um, during his recovery and his motion still looks good. Uh, everything looks good. So I think that's very good news if you're a Colts fan as Richardson did show some flashy um, plays during his short rookie season. Um, only played a few games before he ended up injuring his shoulder. Uh, I think one thing that Richardson needs to learn is that 
Um, NFL defenses are very different from college defenses. And what I mean by that is that, um, I mean, when Richardson was at Florida, he would just, he would scramble a lot and he would take a lot of hits. And I mean, the college defenders, they hit hard, but they don't hit nearly as hard as the NFL defenders. And I think Richardson saw that um, during his rookie season as uh, he didn't slide and he took a pretty big hit and ended up injuring his shoulder. Uh, So I think Richardson's going to realize that as an NFL quarterback, you need to learn how to slide. So I think Richardson's going to be doing a lot more of that in his uh, second season. The Commanders are hiring Anthony Lynn to their offensive staff. Uh, This is a big move by Washington as they are building a very strong coaching staff. I mean, they hired Dan Quinn as their head coach. They hired Cliff Kingsbury as their offensive coordinator. And they hired Joe Witt Jr. to be their defensive coordinator. Uh, Witt Jr., he was the secondary and defensive passing game coordinator for the Cowboys for the past three seasons. So Dan Quinn is very familiar with him as he's going to be their defensive coordinator next season. So the commanders are building a very strong coaching staff. Um, They haven't came out and said what Anthony Lynn is going to be specifically, but he is going to be on the offensive staff. I mean, he could be a QB coach, wide receiver coach. Not 100% sure what he's going to be yet, but it's a really good hire for Washington. The Chiefs are signing defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo to a contract extension. Uh, Spagnuolo has played a big part in Kansas City Super Bowl runs, and he gets rewarded for it with this contract extension. Uh, I mean, we saw it this season. Uh, This was probably the best Chiefs defense that Patrick Mahomes has ever had, and they were a big reason as to why they won the Super Bowl. Uh, the 49ers offense couldn't really do a whole lot. I mean, they held, um, I believe, Brandon Ayuk to like three catches. Uh, same for Debo Samuel and Kittle, I believe, also only had like two catches for four yards. So that Chiefs defense was very good. Uh, the only offensive player that was making plays was like Christian McCaffrey and Juwan Jennings. So they made sure that Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle wasn't doing anything in that game. And, I mean, Steve Spagnuolo did a really good job with that defensive group, and now he's going to be staying in Kansas City for a while. Um, Andy Reid's also going to be coming back as the Chiefs are going to be working on trying to get that three-peat. The 49ers are moving on from defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes. So this was a bit of a surprise. Um, I mean, the 49ers, their defense has been very good for the past, like, five years. I mean, both defensive coordinators from the past few seasons, Robert Sala and uh, Tomiko Ryans, went on to become head coaches elsewhere. And Steve Wilkes served as the interim head coach for the Panthers last season. And many people thought maybe he could have stayed in Carolina, but uh, they elected to go with Frank Reich instead. And he went to the 49ers to be the defensive coordinator. And I felt like he did a pretty good job with the group, and especially in the Super Bowl where um, they held the Chiefs offense to, what, 19 points in regulation. So I feel like he did a pretty good job. It was a bit of a surprise to see him get fired. Uh, I mean, he did. I have heard from a lot of uh, Niners fans that he did make some questionable moves during the season, like you know leaving the middle of the field wide open. Um, I mean, I guess it was kind of a a big position to fill for D'Amico Ryan's, who did a great job with the group last year, and also even Robert Sala. Um, so Steve Wilkes is going to be, uh, no longer the defensive coordinator for the Niners. I'm sure he'll probably get a defensive coordinator job elsewhere as he's still a very prominent coach in the NFL. Uh, so we'll see, uh, where he goes. The Lions and star wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown are in discussions on a new contract that could pay him up to $25 million per year for at least three years. Uh, this is a big move for Detroit as extending Amon Ra is a it's a top priority for the Lions this offseason. I mean, I don't think he's not going to be a free agent, but his rookie deal is coming to a close pretty soon. And I'm sure that Detroit is going to want to make uh, Amon Ra one of the higher paid receivers in the league. And I mean, $25 million per year is actually really good. 
as I believe the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL is Tyree Kill, getting like $30 million a year. So that's actually not a bad deal for Detroit, as Amon Ra has been a very good wide receiver and giving him $25 million per year. I think that's a very good contract, and I think that gives him a lot of room to even extend some of their other young players, whether that be Laporta or Gibbs. I mean, they're still rookies, so it's going to be a while until they get an extension, but I think Detroit is kind of, you know, uh, planning ahead, trying to save enough cap space so that those guys can get extensions. So I think this is a good move for Detroit. So this is just a rumor, but it is something to keep an eye on. Uh, some people in league circles think that the 49ers will end up making former Chargers head coach Brandon Staley their next defensive coordinator. Uh, there's nothing yet that appears to show any interest, but some people do believe it will happen. So like I talked about earlier, the Niners did uh, fire Steve Wilkes, uh, who served as their defensive coordinator this season. And Brandon Staley, he was the head coach for the Chargers, didn't have a great uh, stint there as he was fired in the middle of the season. But before he was the head coach for the Chargers, he was the defensive coordinator for the Rams, where he did a pretty good job there. And that's why he ended up getting a head coaching job. Uh, so, I mean, we've seen in the past that um, there are some coaches who just aren't really made to be head coaches, but they can still be very good coordinators. I mean, we saw that with uh, Josh McDaniels. Uh, he's not a great head coach, but he's still a pretty good offensive coordinator. Same with even Dan Quinn. I mean, maybe his second stint as a head coach with the commanders will be better, but wasn't great with the Falcons uh, other than that Super Bowl run. Um, but it didn't end well for him, and he ended up being a great defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. So maybe Brandon Staley could come back, be a, be a defensive coordinator for the 49ers, and kind of revive his coaching career. Quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo is being suspended two games for violating the NFL's performance-enhancing substances policy. The Raiders are expected to release him. Uh, so Jimmy Garoppolo spent one season with the Raiders after signing, I believe it was a three-year deal, and now he's going to be suspended for the first two games of the upcoming season. Um, I mean, the Raiders are going to release him as his stint with the Raiders didn't last long as he was benched for Aiden O'Connell. So Garoppolo... He's going to be a free agent. Not really sure if he's going to be signed elsewhere. I mean, he'll probably be a backup quarterback somewhere, but he's not going to be able to play the first two games as he has been suspended. Uh, but we're not, not really sure where he could go. Like Maybe going back to New England is an option. Uh, but we'll, we'll see where Garoppolo goes during the offseason. Athletes First Agency is directing their prospects to not participate in cognitive tests during the pre-draft process this year. Uh, so this is interesting because if you remember from last offseason, like during the pre-draft process, uh, the rookie quarterbacks uh, took this S2 cognitive test and uh, CJ Stroud ended up getting the lowest grade during that test. And it led some people to believe that maybe he wasn't a great quarterback or that he wouldn't be able to read an NFL defense. Um, but that was far from the truth as uh, the Texans took him with the number two overall pick, which was a bit of a surprise to some people as they thought maybe Stroud would fall because he didn't have a great cognitive test. But the Texans made the right decision as he won the Offensive Rookie of the Year. So maybe that test doesn't really matter too much, but it still led some people to believe that, oh, Stroud's not going to be a great quarterback. So that's why the agency is telling their uh, quarterbacks to not take this test. So the next bit of news here is a little bit more serious, and it's uh, very sad. Uh, most of y'all probably already already know what happened, uh, but it's still something that we should talk about. Uh, so the Chiefs had their Super Bowl parade uh, to celebrate winning Super Bowl 58, and it was going great. Everyone was having a great time. The fans were having a great time. The players were having a great time. And then 
there was unfortunately there was a shooting that happened at that parade um there was i believe two culprits um, and they were uh detained and they have been arrested and they are still in custody um but the shooting resulted in one person dying and i think about 20 to 22 people getting injured half of those people being children under the age of 16 so it's just very sad i mean this was a this was a a parade that was meant to bring joy to the fans and to the players of celebrating that great accomplishment. And it was just taken away because of this act by those two guys or, or two culprits. Um, and they did identify the person who was sadly killed during this event. Uh, her name was Lisa Lopez Galvin. Uh, this was announced by the KKFI 90.1 FM radio station. Um, Lisa, she was a DJ for the station, and she was sadly killed during the parade. Uh, she had two kids, um, and the, the radio station said that she was the most wonderful, beautiful person. Uh, she was a local DJ. She did everybody's weddings, and we all know her. She was so full of life. It, it's, it's just a very sad event, and th these people didn't deserve it. I mean, they, they were just having fun. They're, they were celebrating this great accomplishment by the Chiefs, and... It was just sadly spoiled by the act of those two people. But there is a GoFundMe for Lisa, and um, Taylor Swift made a $100,000 donation to the GoFundMe for Lisa, who lost her life in the Super Bowl parade shooting. Um, Taylor Swift said in the donation, sending my deepest sympathies and condolences in the wake of your devastating loss. With love, Taylor Swift. So... That's really good news as they did meet the goal for her memorial. It was the goal was at $75,000 and um they raised $182,000. So it was just a class act by Taylor and uh I know NFL fans around the world are very appreciative of that and even the family of Lisa Lopez Galvan is very appreciative of that. So uh thank you Taylor Swift for doing that. Um another event that happened during that parade was that uh uh, this this was really cool to see. Uh, Clyde Edward Tillaire, um shielded a young child during the shooting in Kansas City. Um, and the parents of the child came out and said, um, I believe it was on Facebook, um, but they said, a huge thank you to Clyde Edwards, number 25, for sheltering and getting my creep to safety. Uh, Clyde even went back to check on Zach to make sure he was still doing okay. Uh, what a great human being. But before all that unnecessary ruckus went down, Zach was having the time of his life. So a big shout out to Clyde Edwards Hilaire for, um, for that selfless act of putting Zach's life before his. Um, so yeah, a huge shout out to Clyde Edwards Hilaire. But like I said, it was just a very sad event and what was supposed to be a joyful time for Kansas City. Um, but my thoughts and prayers go out to the family of Lisa Lopez Galvan. And my thoughts and prayers also go out to the families of those who were injured during the parade. And my thoughts and prayers go out to the city of Kansas City as a whole. Uh, so that is it for the news. Uh, I know that was that last part was a bit sad, but um, had to go over it nonetheless since it's very important to talk about. Uh, but now we're going to go over the recap of Super Bowl 58. So the Kansas City Chiefs won Super Bowl 58 against the 49ers. They won 25 to 22. It was a the first half of the game was kind of boring i mean there wasn't really a whole lot going on it was just a very defensive game um neither offense could really do a whole lot uh the biggest um 
play of the first half was when Juwan Jennings had that touchdown pass to Christian McCaffrey. Um, but I mean, the first half just was kind of boring as a whole. Uh, the second half was a little bit better as we did see a little bit more offense. Um, I mean, Brock Purdy, he had a pretty decent game, 23 for 38, 255 yards, one touchdown. Um, Christian McCaffrey, 22 carries for 80 yards. He also had eight catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. So he was the leading rusher and the leading receiver. Um, But outside of McCaffrey and even Juwan Jennings, uh, there wasn't really a whole lot of success in the passing game for San Francisco as Brandon Ayuk only had three catches for 49 yards. Uh, Debo Samuel had three catches for 33 yards. Um, George Kittle had two catches for four yards. Um, but outside of those three guys, Juwan Jennings had four catches for 42 yards and a touchdown. He also had that uh, 21-yard touchdown pass to Christian McCaffrey. Uh, so not a whole lot of success uh, for the Niners offense outside of McCaffrey and Juwan Jennings. Um, and then for the Chiefs, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, he was 34 for 46. 333 passing yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. He was also the leading rusher, which I did not realize until now. He had nine carries for 66 yards. Um, Isaiah Pacheco had 18 carries for 59 yards as well. Um, And then receiving, Travis Kelsey, nine for 93, had a great game. Uh, McCole Hardman was the hero uh, for Kansas City as he had three catches for 57 yards and had the game-winning touchdown grab. Uh, Valdez Scantling had a touchdown grab in this game as well. Uh, Rasheed Rice, 6 for 39. Pacheco has 6 catches for 33 yards. So it was an overall great game for Kansas City. Um, The game ended up going to overtime where the 49ers made the questionable decision. Uh, They won the coin toss, but they elected to receive. And Kansas City was definitely okay with that um, as Kansas City, or not Kansas City, San Francisco took the ball and they ended up um, kicking a field goal on their possession. But uh, Kansas City grabbed the ball, marched down the field, threw the game-winning touchdown to McCole Hardman and won Super Bowl 58. Um, And after the game was over, it seemed like some 49ers uh, players and even, I think, the head coach, Kyle Shanahan, was unaware of the new overtime rules, which is very surprising. I mean, you're an NFL head coach and NFL players. I mean, I feel like they made it a very – a big deal that they were changing the the rules for overtime and you just now realize that they changed it during the Super Bowl. I don't really know why they didn't really go over that. I mean, I know that Drew Tranquil, who was the linebacker for the Chiefs, came out and said that, hey, we, we understood what the rules of the overtime was. Um, and I mean, there were even some Niners fans like Kyle Juszczyk didn't realize that that was the rule. Um I believe Kyle Shanahan even came out and said that he didn't realize that that was a rule. I mean, it was just, it was bizarre. Um, Cause I think if San Francisco uh, elected to kick it, they might've had a chance to win, but they made the questionable t- uh, decision to receive it and, and ended up coming back to bite them as uh, Patrick Mahomes threw the game winning touchdown to McCole Hardman and they won Super Bowl 58. So congratulations to the Kansas city chiefs. They're back to back defending champions. And now they are, making it a priority to get a three-peat. Mahomes came out and said he wants it. Travis Kelsey's coming back. He wants it. Andy Reid is coming back. He wants it as well. So Kansas City Chiefs, they're looking to make the three-peat next season. So that was the recap for Super Bowl 58, and that is the conclusion of the 2023-24 NFL season. And with that being said, that will do it for this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, So this was the last episode of season two. 
Thank you all so much for tuning in and listening uh, for this season of the News Around the NFL podcast. I am very appreciative of you guys. Um, And we'll be back with season three probably sometime next month. I'm guessing probably the the first week of March is what I'm aiming for as we're getting ready to talk about the offseason, potential free agents, potential uh, draft selections, that sort of thing. So we'll be back talking about some of the top free agents, talking about maybe some mock drafts uh, near April. Um, But yeah. Thank you all so much for tuning in, um, and I'm very appreciative of you guys. So, thank you all so much for listening to today's podcast. I'm Gage Burlingame, and I will see you all next time. Goodbye. <laughs>